Greetings and welcome, everyone. It's All You Can Geek Movie Cast, episode 496. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gast, joined by Mike Sneedy. Corey Feinside. Yo. And Tony Korkanakis. Hello. Welcome, guys. Welcome, listeners and viewers, to episode 496 of the movie cast. Whew. All right. Mm. We are climbing up there to, to 500. we got to figure out something to do. Uh, we're going to be com- definitely pulling in some clips uh, from the old episodes. Uh, I think we're going to try to come up with like some of our favorite moments and talk about those. Uh, I do believe... I do believe we have to. We probably should try to play some games online too. So we'll have to figure that out. I mean, we're all in isolation. Obviously, we can't really get together in a, in a room and play like we did before. But you know, that could be good though because we could stream some fun stuff. Maybe we can play something multiplayer-ish. I don't know. That we mm-hmm. all kind of enjoy playing. So uh, we'll figure that out. But anyways, movie cast guys, getting into what we've been up to to kick off the uh, the call because we can't really do the box off. It's so weird not doing the box office right now. Um, Has it been though? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, this is nothing it's going been on. Like for two it, months. I know. It's so weird. I was trying to think, like, man, what can we do to save like AMC's? Like, what can AMC do uh, to like come back? And it's just like, I was brainstorming stuff. Like, what if they included a digital copy of the movie with a purchase of your ticket? How could they do that? Because they uh, own their own streaming service now. Yeah, they need to pay for that, dude. Sure, yes, but that's what I'm saying. So the prices may go to like $25 a movie, but you see the movie and you own it when you get out. You think that's going to increase revenue by increasing <sighs> ticket prices? Sure. I think you could have, if you make it more incentives-based. No one cares about that. Dude, aren't you like – weren't you like criticizing Netflix being too expensive for like $16, $17 a month? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying and, I'm going to movies to see like every movie. <laughs> I'm not saying I would do it. I'm not saying I <laughs> would do it. I think but... the problem with that, Jim, is just that people are lazy by nature, and if they're just gonna get it digitally, they're not gonna bother going out. I'm like, not saying you get it digitally right at the day. I would say you go to the movies to watch it. You get to see no, the I movie in the theater, and you own the movie when you leave when it comes out eventually on, uh, you know, for purchase. Like they yeah. give it to you the digital copy because you bought it. You you bought the ticket through them. Mm. So, yeah, it would that. be a little more, but it, that they'd done that before. With, they used to do that with digital copies, if you remember. I used to pay, like, five bucks more to get the digital copy in the movie. Um, so, I don't know. Just thought about some more incentives. Not that we're going to get people to go out anyways right now because, you know, there's all this virus stuff going on. So, let's get into what you've been watching. Um, I am on the finale of Castlevania, so I haven't finished yet. I started the episode and I got interrupted with work. Sorry, it's my fault. I meant to have it done today. I really did. What ended up happening was uh, I started – I got I went down the rabbit hole of the uh, Tiger King. Mm. Uh, God, that, that show's terrible. That's just a god-awful show. Watch like, that shit over Castlevania. I only watched two episodes of it, and I got – I'm not done. How long is that? It's in two hours. Sounds like two episodes yeah. too many. Uh-huh. I'm done with it if it makes you feel any better. Um so my, my, my movie, my show-watching time did not really kick in until after I finished Final Fantasy VII. And that was, like, my drive this week. And I finished it, before, you know, uh, on the weekend. But I uh, then watched the Tiger King two episodes. I've watched some uh, Harley Quinn stuff. Uh, Castlevania, a couple more episodes of that. And uh, what else? Oh, I watched The Community. I started watching The Community. That's what happened. So I am a few episodes into The Community. And I, I love the show, but I hate Joe McHale. And he's, like, the main character. So it's like... I can't I, watch this show because of him. I hate I, that I, man. I can't stand him. So every time I see him, I'm like it makes my stomach hurt. 
and why, I just why like are you even watching this show. It's a show is it's a really Joel good. McHale vehicle. If you don't like Joel McHale, why are you watching Community? Mm. Because I like the uh, sub characters that are in it. I like all the other characters in this. I like all of the characters actually. I don't, it's I don't a losing them. battle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but I tried. I really did try. Uh, I also watched the um, Josh Gad has a uh, like he's kind of doing what John Krasinski does with like the good news stuff, but he's getting like mm. cast together for reunions. Uh, so he had like last week he had um, the Goonies reunion, uh, and this week he did Back to the Future. And oh man, it was I watched that. It was awesome to watch that. It was a like, half an hour long. Michael J. Fox does it. You know, Christopher Lloyd, um, Elizabeth Shue's on it. Uh, it's got everybody there, but but uh, Crispin Glover mm-hmm. uh, because of obvious reasons. So uh, yeah, I just loved that. It was excellent. They read they read lines in character from them. Like they actually try to read you know read the lines. And I'll tell Do you some scenes. Yeah. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. You know, I know he's sick. You know, in a, I guess it's it's Parkinson's. And it sucks to see that. It really does. But he did a good job. He did a really good job reading his lines. Still, he still like he still got Marty McFly down. Like still so, got it. <laughs> still got it. And I was like, I even messaged my brother this morning about it. I'm like, did you see that shit? And he's like, yeah, well, oh. watch. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, I'm like, I told Matt, I'm like, he still got, he still got it. Matt's like, yeah, he still got it. I'm like, he may have rushed a little bit, and I think that's because of the Parkinson's. I think he now rushes some stuff because he stutters more because of it, and it's it's sad, you know. So he kind of talks a little quick sometimes but he but on those deliveries for his that character he just like it was back on spot like it was mm-hmm. like not rushed i was like wow he just dove into that character perfectly uh that is one like, thing i've noticed with this covid stuff is that there have been a lot of like reunions and meetups yeah. that um on video like chuck had one where they did a full episode a table read wow. of a full episode uh, oh, so I would love like, to watch that. Parks, Parks and Rec yeah. had the uh, yeah, Parks Rec did it. Yeah, Parks, yeah, Parks and Rec. Office I saw, just yep. did something. Jonathan yeah, I saw the Office. Uh, they reenacted their wedding, uh, the wedding song from mm-hmm. the Office. Uh, yeah, for... so it's like that's pretty neat that people are now that they they have time to do things, and with the technology that we have, we can kind of do these virtual table readings and meetups and reunions. It's pretty neat. Wow. Uh, Ninja Turtles is doing a thing, I think, later this month for their 30th anniversary, similar. The, uh, oh. the movie, the 90, 90s movie. At least, uh, what's her name? Is that Judith Code? The, the first April O'Neil. She's like the main person. Mm. Cool. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, so I just got, I don't want to interrupt our, what we've been up to real quick, but I got some sad breaking news. Uh, the Batman, the animated series writer, Martin. Pasco died uh, today. It's unfortunately passed away at 65 years old due to mm-hmm. natural causes. They said, uh, but uh, it's sad. I'm sorry. I just I just got that message to me. He wrote the Masco Phantasm. But, yeah, fantastic writer. Obviously, uh, worked on animated series for a while. Masco Phantasm in the 90s. Uh, yeah, I mean, he even uh, started writing comics, for Superman titles in the early 1970s. Um, so yeah, sad, but. Ugh, sorry, that's just that's sad. All right, um, continuing what we've been up to, Mike. What have you been what have you been watching? Um, so I've continued uh, Young Justice, another episode in that. Um, I still I think I should have rewatched stuff beforehand because I'm so lost. I mm-hmm. forgot that there's like three different clones of like Roy Harper or something. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I'm like wow. It's I forgot ridiculous. about that. I forgot about that until I saw it. I'm like, oh yeah, now I yeah. remember this. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, this. Uh, but you know, it's 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 okay. I see it picking up. I see it's going somewhere. Although, 
again, I'm sort of misremembering like where certain things happened because I've I'm sort of like in my mind grouping a lot of this with the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited like storylines. So I'm like, yeah. Vandal Savage, did they like encounter him yet or not? Like I don't even know because, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, it's I'll just keep going with it. It's too late now. There's no mm. going back. Um, <laughs> and uh, also, I we rented Sonic the Hedgehog and saw that. Oh, nice. So oh. I saw it finally. Um, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's yeah. Not, for, it's not great. It's not bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> I think Jim Carrey was excellent. I really like Jim Carrey in it. And he was fun. Uh, I was actually surprised that he was like somewhat competent because normally, like I don't know, they make Doctor Robotnik or Eggman like an idiot. Yeah, you know, he's supposed to be really smart. But uh, I mean, I would I would say he's borderline on in this. Even though as smart as he is, he's still like a borderline. He's just not. He doesn't have any street smarts whatsoever. He's not <laughs> a sociable person. Which yeah. Is, Downfall of many uh, smart people. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So um, I was worried they would make Sonic like a little bit too much like a kid. I mean, and he is like a kid, but I I always sort of viewed him as almost having like a tragic flaw of arrogance, and he's it's not there in this yet, but there's hints of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of I I want to see more of that, um, obviously, and and I do I totally get the uh, criticisms of wanting to see. More of his home world and less of him in the normal world, but because this Hopefully was basically it was basically an alien like an ET type alien fish out of water. Yeah, fish out of water movie, but it was it was fun. It was good. Yeah, so I'm I glad so. I got to see that. Cool. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, I hope they make a sequel. And I think I even said like when I saw it, like it's worth going to see alone for um, what I consider a classic uh, Jim Carrey, like where he's just more doing more of the comedic you know fun yeah stuff. he was definitely more of him his old self there channeling some ace ventura kind of stuff right yeah. right exactly so some goofiness some goofiness so it was really nice to see that i'd like to see him come back to more of that that comedy again but you know who knows mm-hmm. but all right uh tony uh what have i watched uh of course i did not watch arrival this weekend um lied about that <laughs> um just didn't find like a two and a half hour chunk in one go, mm-hmm. but um, maybe this weekend. Yeah, it's fair. It's tough. Too. I I did. The other thing too is like I gotta be in the mood for like an alien thing. Can't be like oh I'm just gonna put this on and watch and whatever happens. So yeah, I gotta be like atmospheric with it and so yeah. But I did watch this series on Netflix. Um, this anime series called High Score Girl. Oh. Um, okay. Or did you ever watch? I know you like sometimes you watch. I saw it. You guys really gotta check out this anime. So the premise yeah. is it takes place in like our real world in the 90s and it's about this uh middle school boy who's at his local arcade racking up a win streak in street fighter 2 original street fighter 2 and like it's not like like street brawl or two or something it's actually street fighter 2 they actually have clips of like people playing like like the game like the characters playing the game in the universe and stuff like that and uh he's about to like get like some ridiculous score when um all of a sudden he gets beaten and he's like what the hell like who beat me and he looks over and it's this girl that's from his class and he's just like that doesn't make sense he's like and then he gets even more pissed off because he's like this is like the number one person in his class he doesn't have good grades he doesn't have good looks etc or anything he's like this is the only thing i have and she just took <laughs> this away from me. so they start this like rivalry because he doesn't understand it and stuff like that and long story short, they like start to play games together and stuff like that. But it's just this nostalgia because 
they play more than Street Fighter uh, 2. They play like um, Golden Axe, Ghouls and Ghosts get some reference, um, a bunch of Sega games. Uh, they even actually talk uh, about magazines. They're like, oh, at the end of the year, Sega Saturn and uh, Sony PlayStation are coming out. Which one are you going to get? This, that, and the other thing. So it's just like this huge nostalgia trip, all these games being played in the show. I don't know how they got the rights to it. Um, I think it was produced by Square Enix, so I'm sure they had like a lot of uh, their library to build. But like Street Fighter 2 is so much in this. Like It's crazy because like, small spoiler, it's not like story bits or anything like that, but Guile is his character in the game, mm-hmm. and like the, the the knowledge of the game is actually uh, pretty intense because like he winds up beating her the one round because all he does is use like the classic Guile like turtle strategy where he's like you hold down and back and it's like oh if they jump in you use flash kick and if they don't do anything you just use sonic boom, but um throughout the series whenever he's having like this inner monologue of like oh what should I do this and the other thing it's not like himself talking to himself it's himself talking to Guile like. Just, <laughs> Straight up guile, and he's like, you know, young boy, like, you know, there's other thing. He's like, whatever. But um, it's been a, a real trip. I only meant to watch like two episodes last night. And I think I wanted like watching like six or seven. Wow. Um, but mm. it, it's just crazy to watch this whole like thing about you know classic arcade video games and stuff like that. So uh, I would definitely recommend that at some point. But yeah, it's been that for me. That's fine. Corey? I actually was watching an anime. I started watching Vineland Saga. Or, oh, nice. Vineland, okay. whatever it's called, uh, which is that Norse or um, Vikings anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good so far. Very brutal initially, and then it follows a guy who kind of is this fantastic, like the best warrior ever kind of thing. And then he gets sick of the killing, so he like de- deserts his army and tries to live a simple life, and then has to get pulled back into the the fray. But mm-hmm. this is kind of a prequel to the actual the manga i think it takes place before it i believe Mm. um that's interesting so like i think it because the manga is about his son which is in this anime and i think uh i kind of haven't gotten too far into it but i'm assuming you kind of start following him at some point but it's good animation's great so looking forward to continuing that also kept watching that psych show and uh it's the main character is really hard to like, <laughs> and that's tough. I mean, because yeah, that was that this, was the hardest part with that show. I remember. Yeah, it's just he's such a like. I, I don't know what his other than him being like super observant, like he and like just knowing so much for someone who's so smart, he's like the stupidest person that you can come across on the show, and it just it's so weird because then he has this relationship with one of the other characters, and you just like wondering the whole time like what does this person see in this guy like he's such a juvenile like delinquent essentially so i don't know it's just i'm confused as how pot because it, it, it's so popular it got a movie like and it's getting a sequel to the movie it's so weird i had eight yeah. seasons but um but it's still it's still a good show which is weird it's just it, the main character is hard to like uh so there's that but um yeah other than that pretty much it yeah Alright, all right, let's get into some news. Uh, let's see what we got here kicking off. There's a lot of um, Disney Plus news this week. Um, I'm in the game section. Hang on. Uh, so we got some news about, well, just recently today, uh, a couple Mandalorian things actually. Uh, today, breaking almost, was the fact that uh, Season 2, Mandalorian has cast uh, its Bo-Katan from, if you remember, from Clone Wars, Clone Wars yeah. which is vo- was voiced by Katie Sackhoff, right? And now she's yeah. going to be actually starring in cl- uh, the movie, the, the show. 
right. the Disney Plus show. So she could actually star as her role yeah. as yep. the character. As bo See that, you know, like, Mike, man, you got to watch Clone Wars. <sighs> At some point. Dude, we talking for years, man. Years. There's so I much, know. like, you can see how much uh, influence this show is going. With Dave Fioni working on it, it's, you can see that it's going to draw so much inspiration Dave from Dave Fioni is going to be the future of Star Wars. I guarantee yeah. it at this point. Yeah. Could he uh, be that Kevin Feige? That's what I was going to say. Is he going to be the Feige? Let's see. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, you got to get, get that um, oh, you know, singular gonna... vision kind of yeah, people just supporting that. That's a link. About, he had this, this I forget, um, there's a Twitter thread on it, but he breaks down and talks about Duel the Fates for six minutes and how that's like one of the most important scenes in all of the Star Wars saga and like lore and stuff like that. And I was just like, I mean, whatever. Like, I don't look fondly back on the original prequel trilogy, but his like his 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 arguments. I was like, you know what? I can see that point of view. Like, you know what? I mean, just, okay. Like, this yeah. is taking that scene out of context. It's a really cool scene, but yeah. like, yeah, how is it? How important is it? And the movie's so bad around it. It's like, ah, but yeah, if you can get somebody who's passionate about it and can really Maybe argue it's... for it, oh, that's pretty interesting. He has some great new ideas to bring, and this is—I mean—he he brings in good characters, like he really does. Uh, and so I'm really happy that he's working on this. And and it makes sense this character that's coming in because this show is called The Mandalorian, and we had the dark saber already. So yes, right? yeah. So it all kind of ties in well, and that's—I I find it really cool that they're bringing Katie Sackhoff in. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, that wasn't and, it. You know, there was more. No, that wasn't it. There is more. Uh, also, Tamara Morrison. Who plays Boba Fett from the prequels uh, no, is going. No, he doesn't play no, Boba. Django. 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 He plays Django. I'm sorry. Django Fett, yes, in the prequels. Obviously, <laughs> uh, it's a clone. What kind it's of a clone. fan are you, Jim? I, Mr. You think you're the biggest Star Wars fan mm, on this podcast? Yeah. He's handing he your card. He does play Boba Fett now because Boba Fett is a clone of him. So, yes, it does Ooh. still play out. Uh, they are the same person. Um, so, yes, though, he's reprising his role to play Boba Fett in the. Uh, Disney Plus Mandalorian season two. Uh, so that is confirmed. We're getting. Uh, so is that the um, the one episode where the guy, the the shadowy figure we didn't see, is a, does that Boba Fett? You guys think? That was the theory a lot of people bad. are having, but I, I mean that that make it more interesting. Maybe I don't know. I, it was yeah, always Django was even a Mandalorian, right? No, that's what the that's what the rumor is, and I still don't think Boba Fett's a, a Mandalorian. I think that they can still yeah. have him in this, and I think we I think we can put I that rest finally yeah. with this. So, am I, cho- am I chopping up? For me. Sorry. For me, you are. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, uh, I think awesome. that, you know, people are clamoring for it. I just hope that it's not fan influence that's causing this. Like, I want people to have their vision, their story, and be able to tell it without influencing, like, without, like, oh, we have to pull this person in or have to pull this person in because the fans are demanding it. That's what I don't want because that's what's bad happened fans in the last service. movie. I mean, the last movie was just checking the list off. Of like making sure everything that the fans wanted got in there, and um, you didn't have a good yeah. story. Skywalker, gotta get that in there. Emperor Palpatine, gotta get him in there. Yeah, so gotta um, go back to Tatooine one last I mean, time. Just, I thought it was cool that the Ahsoka thing was kind of you know mentioned, but as more and more characters coming back, it's just like I just hope it's not you know for hey let's do this for the fans that want to see this instead of like well this serves uh, the story that makes sense. That's what I'm, that's that's what I'm saying like. I feel like Fioni's done a good job of integrating those characters in the Clone Wars and making them better. Uh, so it's like, I, I really think he can actually give a personality that we will end up 
you know, obviously not that he's going to be a villain or something, Boba Fett, but something that we'll like as a, as a, I think he can, because we have nothing from Boba Fett right now, just just books, comic books, and we don't have because we have hardly any character from the three movies, the two movies he was in, uh, slash the kid version of him, which was a, you know mm-hmm. not counting as well. So we don't have much based on him, and I think we can actually build a good character. Uh, and I like I said, I, I actually enjoy. Katie Sackhoff's a great actress. I think she's awesome to have as this part. So I'm I'm psyched to see that. So. To me, to me, seeing Mandalorian, Boba Fett makes more sense showing up than any of these like you know sure. Jedi characters. Like I kind of I'm more uh, uneasy about you know actual Force wielders showing up like right away. But we yeah, we have that in the in the next season more than you know Boba Fett, which makes perfect sense to me because you know I want to see why he's like a fake Mandalorian or, you know, and as like the Mandalorian, like this would be a good way to almost get like, although this is after, you know, the fact. This is after but, Jedi. So how but, do you, you know, yeah. how he survive that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. But you that. just kind of want to know like where he got all this stuff from, why he is, what he is, why he has a reputation that seems somewhat unwarranted. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little more worried about the other and, the other characters joining this universe because they don't make sense to me as much sure. as Boba Fett would. But again, I haven't um, watched Wars. <laughs> I mean, clearly there's a there's a there's a strategy here with the dark saber with the Mandalorians. Uh, it's something that if you watch Clone Wars, you get more established story from them, and that's why it kind of ties. That's why I'm saying like that's my push for you to have you watch that because there's a lot of Mandalorian stuff we get story wise in Clone Wars that we didn't we don't that you don't know. That, so if you watch that, it gets you more excited, I think, for The Mandalorian because it's exploring what we've learned already from that. For this, this is all new from you. All you know is Boba Fett, who's not a Mandalorian from what we the know. The dark saber means nothing to you. Yeah. Meaningless. And he's not a Mandalorian from what we are understanding of everything we know about Mandalorians. So you know, he's an imposter from what we get. So, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. That might be worth checking that out. So... All right, lastly, well, it's not really Mandalorian news, but it's the actor from The Mandalorian, Jake uh, Cannavale, uh, is being eyed to eyed for the role of Kirk in Captain Pike series on Star Trek... Uh, Captain Pike series, uh, Star Trek Enterprise at CBS. So... Um, is the, mace, gonna, the, guy, the Pike guy being played by the same guy from the movie? Uh, he'd be playing... Uh, no, the guy... They had Pike being played in... Um, Discovery, Star Trek Discovery. Oh, they guy. did. He'd be reprising his role in this. Uh, who did an awesome job. He's fantastic in Discovery. So I'm good with that. He's excellent. Uh, this guy um, playing Kirk, I mean, that's interesting. Um, a new Kirk, finally. I mean, you know. Finally. It's, I mean, it's all parallel. It's all parallel universes, though. You know, nothing's like, this is supposed to be Prime Zero. or They're all doing the multiverse now. So mm. that's what Star Trek's doing. So, I don't know. He was in The Mandalorian, if you remember. He's the... Yeah, he's... Actually, from that funny. episode we were just talking about. <laughs> So he was from the episode, um, but yeah, so interesting. Uh, well, last, oh no, not lastly, we have. <sighs> Who wants the dark night to be darker? Everyone. <laughs> so Andy Serkis uh, playing Alfred in the new uh, movie, which, by the way, is supposed to focus a lot on Batman and Alfred's relationship. Uh, that's kind of what they're going for, but I feel like that's what we got with the Dark Knight with uh, the with no- Chris Nolan's. We um, got moments. Of Alfred it. was a pretty big part of it, I thought. I don't know if he was a big part of it, but there was some know. of the most iconic lines, like you know, he always repeated, yeah. it, "How do we learn to pick ourselves up? You never, you're not sure. going to give up on me." And he says, "Never." Uh, you know, he's like, 
it's a pretty big role. I mean, I, I guess he had important parts, but like screen time wise, he wasn't all that, you know, present. But. I would assume that the same idea for this, though. They're just going to have important parts for any circus to play as Alfred. But, I mean, the statement that Bat- the Batman will be darker than previous films, does that concern anybody? Not really. No, but I also don't know what that... Uh, first of all, I feel like mean, that's... Does it mean high. actually darker, or does it mean, you know... Tonally darker? darker? Yeah. Tone darker. Yeah, I don't know what... I don't know if you can get too much darker than, like, The Dark Knight. As far as yeah. that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I, I, sure you could. I mean, you could have more important people die, maybe, or you know, like uh, focus on pain Batman a little more. Darker. I mean, he just straight up murdered people. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it. But he wasn't like. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like that's dark. I just feel like it's dumb. Like. <laughs> oh, I agree. It's dumb, but still, it, like, but, he was gunning but down it, people in the Batmobile. But it wasn't like done in a way where like there was any weight to it. I agree with that notion. Again, I, I agree with that. But I think dark. the darkness, like for Batman here, is more about not like essentially killing people, but more just more like uh, what's happening. Yeah. More just about like you know Let's how twisted, how twisted people are, and like how twisted and sad people are. It's more about that. It's less pain, about just like suffering. you know something exploding in the background. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. We'll yeah, see what this is going to I'm excited to like see. Like I said, I, I already know this guy. Andy Serkis works well with Matt Reeves. I already know this, so I'm psyched to have him involved in this movie. Um, and I thought he was so, great in Black Panther. Yeah, yeah and he's yeah. great in Black Panther, Ulysses S. Claw, uh, and you know, motion capture. He's, he's the man. I mean, that's what he's known for. He's fantastic. He directs now as well. So he has some vision, you know. So I think he can add a lot of input. I mean, how, how many of you guys seen Mowgli or whatever? I don't know, but you know, I'm just still saying he he does have some director experience and stuff. I don't know. I'm 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 still excited to see this. I just hope it's not. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much darker we need to go with Batman from the Dark Knight. Do you think they're looking for an R rated R rating here? No, I don't think you go for that. There's no way. There's no way Batman's getting R rating. You can't do that. Arkham Knight got an M rating. And it's a video game. So? So I'm just saying it's a video game. The 13-year-old boys still buy M-rated games. And 13-year-old boys still get into R-rated movies. They just need someone to talk to. You you cut your... I think you cut a lot of your potential... I mean, they've been proving this wrong recently, but I think you do cut a lot of potential dollars out of the box office by making it... Especially Batman, Mm -hmm. rated R, not PG-13. That's just look at the box office results. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's it's historically not a great idea, mm-hmm. and so while there's a few exceptions to that rule, you have to still take the you you can't. Most of the exceptions have been recent, though. <laughs> yeah, but you can't take those exceptions as gospel and then risk your franchise character in Batman again. Yeah, again, the thing is, it's not just about box offices. You have to think about merchandising. That's where they make the money. And yeah. you're not going to be selling merchandise if the kids aren't aren't going to go see it in mass. Like, I mean, is there any question? Like, you know, Iron Man or Spider Man is selling way more merch than well, Batman has the past eight years. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Oh, you know this. But no I know that R-rated <laughs> movies always no had merch in the back in the day. Like, you had Terminator toys and stuff all the time. Like, there was Terminator. There was you know. Yeah, <laughs> but still, Avengers. you're not you're not getting as much. <laughs> You're not getting as much. That's the whole thing. 
Yeah, I think you cut yourself out. I think it'll, it will be PG-13. It will stretch the PG-13. I mean, remember, they, the, historically, the best Batman movies have done that. You have The Dark Knight that was that had to be edited a few times to get that PG-13 rating. And, and, and even the original Batman, 1989, did the same exact thing. It had to really cut down a lot because that was pretty close to a rated R from then, from those times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know, I think we're going to get that style of a movie. Um, it'll be bloody to a point. There'll be a little bit of swearing and there'll be deaths, but there won't be anything gruesome uh, to get that R rating. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it'll be bloody at all. <laughs> I don't like. I just don't see what an R rating would add to Batman. Well, no, that, I'm, okay. that's what I'm just wondering when they say darker. Yeah, like, that, I don't know. I, I think we need... that that could be a possibility just because there's been so much success with R-rated superhero movies. Like, I think, but I think I can see more moments in this movie where you're like, "Ooh, that looks like that hurts." That kind of thing. That those kind of moments is I yeah, think is what they're going for. Like yeah, that. but I mean, again, we're, when was the last Batman movie that came out? Um, are we counting BBS? I mean, yeah, we are. I mean, I mean if Batman. you want, if you want yeah. to count Batman movie that has Batman in it, Justice League was after that. No, no, Batman. Yeah, I would it's say Batman, Batman versus it's Superman. It's Batman versus Superman. How, how many years ago was that? Like four. How many five? years ago was that? Five. I don't think it's that much. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Well, twenty sixteen Justice League. No, Justice League was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. We're all we're all googling it right <laughs> now. Twenty sixteen. I just yeah. It was, yeah. Twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. So. I'm excited for this because of the director, uh, and I know he works well with Andy Serkis, so that's awesome for me. Uh, I just don't know what the the plan is so for it was this. 2017, not a year and a half ago. It was the end of that year. It was like December. So, still yeah. two years. Anyway. <laughs> All right. What else? So we got I'm, I'm still psyched for that. Lastly, on the news, we've got AMC. Rumored to be being, as I mentioned earlier, AMC is in trouble financially. Uh, rumored to being being bought by Amazon. Uh, that's that's Why? interesting. Well, because <laughs> scary. But yeah, sorry to interrupt. I actually wanted to tie this into what you, the first thing you talked about on the podcast, Jim. Sure. How you're like, oh, AMC do this. AMC can't do that because AMC doesn't own anything. Like other than like the physical locations, they don't even own. They're renting, right? They have the equipment and stuff like that. They don't own franchises. They don't own properties. They don't own movies. No. They don't have contracts or shit. Like Amazon, they could because they could leverage their Amazon Prime content. Well, and just think if that, that was the only way you could see some of that Amazon stuff is like, hey, it's going to debut in uh, AMC theaters, you know, like a week ahead of time or two weeks ahead of time. Oh, for Prime? Stuff like that. <laughs> Prime yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Imagine there you that. go. Ooh, Imagine I just broke something you know? there. Amazon no, Prime a week yeah. early. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like, you know who else could buy AMC? And I know we talk about them all the time. The House House could easily, yeah. if they really wanted to, they could. They could buy them out and be like, we're in the movie theater business now, boys. And just fucking, like, think about how much infrastructure they would have to just peddle all their Disney movies now. Yeah. I mean, you can make the same argument for um, Apple. Apple's got the funds to buy. Like it's more Again, about like, what does it add to the company? Like how does that? I think the best addition is I think the best addition is Amazon. Like I think that makes a ton of sense for them, because then you can leverage Amazon Prime again for more, because they want those subscription dollars. 
Right. What if they just give you a free movie but, ticket every month? But then in that in that respect, Apple's got their Apple Plus membership. Their you know their Apple Who TV. Who shit about Apple Plus? I'm saying Dude, I had that, a year free. No, I, know, I, know, I'm just saying, I didn't even sign up for same, it. Same. I'm giving you the exact same. <laughs> I didn't same. sign up for it. <laughs> I know. I have a year. I have a year. I haven't even watched any of it. I haven't watched a single thing. Yeah, no, I didn't have. even bother. Like I was like, yeah. there's nothing on here that I care about, so I'm not even gonna bother. It's terrible. But I'm just saying that if you're a member of that, and that's why they want people to be members of that, uh, you get discounts at movie theaters. At their movie theaters. No, no, I, I agree. Like I, any of these companies could, but like I think for Amazon especially, like, it makes sense. You know, it really does. And again, like, yeah, like, I mean, what if all like, these big corporations, yeah. Amazon probably has the most gain oh, sure. from it. I'm just, I, my view is like, what is it that is going, what value add is that going to have for this company? Like for Apple, like I don't see a value add for Apple to do it. Yeah, it's more, it is, I could see it for more. Why do they buy Whole Foods? Yeah. Well, that's true. See, there's a there's a perfect example of them doing it. Amazon. Amazon you, you said Apple. Yeah. Amazon. He said I want to be in the grocery market industry. It's like okay. But Amazon, I think, makes sense with what you're saying because they have their grocery store because they sell groceries. They have their you know physical warehouses. They have physical stores sometimes. They have, you know, they want those more subscription yeah. dollars but from this. Yeah. That would make sense. Plus, yeah. I mean, they, their supply chain. Like imagine the supply chain off of all their you know the movie theater crap. Yeah. Look at the markup they would make yeah. off of like candy and fucking shit. Oh yeah, Good it's point. ridiculous. It does make sense for them to do this. It does. So and now they're vulnerable, AMC. So you might as well do it. Oh, AMC is super vulnerable. Like I actually like low key feel bad about canceling my AMC membership like before they officially suspended it because I was like, well, like it was so awkward talking to the rep on the. I forget if I talked about it in the podcast, but they're like, uh, so why do you want to cancel that? I was like, well, you know, with the whole Corona thing, I don't think I'm going to be going to the movie theaters for the indefinite future. And they're like. We understand, and it's like yeah. a week later, we're like, "Yeah, we're just not charging people for a while anymore." Okay. I did the same thing the week before too. I canceled mine, and I'm like, I was a little bit, oh man, I could have kept it and not paid anything. And I'm like, but what the hell are we seeing this year? <laughs> what is coming? Out? Let's say everything gets back to normal. At best case scenario, September. Black Widow, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is coming out this year? We're gonna go see. Is it worth twenty bucks a month at that point to go see movies in yeah. the theater when you might see one a month? It's still yeah. not worth it at that point. But I do think mm -hmm. it's scary just when you talk about like, I mean, what is it? It's AMC and Regal, right? Those are the two big yeah. ones. Yeah. I'm missing something. Like maybe I mean, Alamo. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what those are. There's a uh, couple. Of Mondo, things. I think, owns Alamo, or whatever. The, the, the one of the the guy that makes board games actually owns. Really? Uh, board. He has a board game <laughs> division, like Unmatched. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. 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 So. All right. Uh, well, I think that's going to wrap up the movie cast. Uh, you can thanks thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can write us podcast at allgeek.net. You can follow us on Twitter, allgeek. Like us on Facebook. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We appreciate it, guys. See you guys next week. Uh, tune in to the gamecast coming up. We got topics. Uh, oh, next week deep dive, deep dive on a franchise. We'll pick something. We're not sure yet what it is. Maybe uh -huh. maybe the Matrix. Maybe the Matrix. I'm only teasing. Maybe. Mm. All right. See you guys then. Thanks.